This is Talking Comic Con, a cup of tea with an Englishman in San Diego. The weekly podcast covering comic conventions, con culture, and entertainment news, co-hosted by Leonard Sultana and also Alyssa Franks of the Friends of Comic Con Forum. This is Season 3, Episode 46, broadcast live on Sunday the 3rd of July, a full 17 days out from San Diego Comic Con 2016. We're joined by Stephanie Wilson from The Geekery to talk about off-site events taking place around the convention, including the hugely popular Nerd HQ. And halfway through, we're also joined by Jennifer Misquiz from the San Diego Zombie Walk to talk about the challenges of putting on an off-site that runs throughout downtown San Diego, as well as teasing us with how the event looks to be evolving into for years to come. Talking Comic-Con is supported this season by Dark Bunny Tees, purveyors of quality movie and TV-themed merchandise. Head to darkbunnytees.com to find your next big favourite addition to your nerd wardrobe. Welcome to Talking Comic Con, a cup of tea with an Englishman in San Diego. It is the um, 3rd of July, uh, one day before uh, Independence Day uh, in the States. I raise, I raise my cup of tea to you. Oh, the irony. The irony. Uh, <laughs> an early happy Independence Day to you. Um, do we have a, a day count now? Because... We're not in single figures, but we're getting bloody close. Ooh, I have um, a countdown on my phone. Yeah. 17. 17. So much to talk about when it comes to uh, San Diego Comic-Con 2016. We're going to cover all the news with our guests. We have ourselves two great guests at the moment. We're waiting on a third. Uh, we have ourselves, uh, my regular partner in crime, Alyssa Franks from the Friends of CC Forum. Hello, Alyssa. Hi, Leonard. How are you in this? I'm better. <laughs> I've not been well, but no, yes, I'm better now and I'm feeling uh, very much up for uh, the forthcoming weeks. I, I can only imagine it's starting to get a bit blistering on the uh, the forum at the moment. Oh, absolutely. You're you're looking a little scruffy, that's why I asked. So I, I oh, have... right, no, yes, well, this is actually rather embarrassing. This is the same shirt I wore at the um, uh, panel that I was uh, at with you last year. And the same flat cap. I'm feeling incredibly cheap right now that I'm wearing the same clothes from almost exactly 12 months ago. And they fit. Facial fungus, but it's all going to, it will all go by Thursday. We'll talk about that in a bit as well. (laughs) Um, So, yes. uh, The weekly summation of what's been going on in the forum, NYCC tickets. Oh, my God. Mike Armstrong on here last Sunday, and then tickets fall on Wednesday. He was particularly sneaky about that, wasn't he? Yes, he was. I even asked him, can you give us working people some heads up, please? And not a word did he say. He said, oh, well, it won't be Star Wars Celebration Week. I was like, uh So that that was kind of the, you know, the, mid, the midweek thing. Um Exclusives. Every you know everybody who goes for exclusives is is busy with spreadsheets and budgeting and all that sort of stuff. And the one last thing is that next Thursday, um, I think it's in like five days, uh, we are doing programming. 
Yes, we are. We'll yeah. talk about that as well. However, we're also joined by um, a returning guest, someone who joined us for the first time uh, a couple um, uh, weeks back. Stephanie Wilson is joining us. Hi. <laughs> Hi, Stephanie. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Um, the the press uh, emails are starting to roll out. There was a lot of them this week. I don't have anything locked down yet, though, but a lot of people like, keep your eyes open. We'll send it out soon, vaguely soon. And um, so I'm just waiting on things to start getting locked in. It's been yeah. busy, though. This was the first week where a lot of press emails have started going out. So I know, because um, it actually got to the point where um, a couple of people were messaging me saying, so what's happening with the press list? Is that, is that active now? What's going on? And people were getting concerned that not enough emails were going out. But no, they all kind of exploded out of the gate this week. So that was uh, <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of fun. Cool. Mm-hmm. So you're getting yourself all sorted. Are you packed yet? I've started packing. I've started putting, I want to bring these geeky shirts and, you know, I'm getting, throwing all my electronics that I don't use every day, like my camera and my camcorder and stuff like that into my suitcase so I don't forget them. Um, but, yeah, some things I just can't pack yet because I still have to, you know, wear clothing every day. So. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Right. Okay. Everyone who's watching, if you've got questions for Alyssa, questions for uh, Stephanie, Questions for myself. Anything you want to talk about today, it is always a roundtable event. It's all about you and your questions. Anything you want us to discuss, either head to the Google Plus event page. On the Q&A, we'll uh, go through uh, all the questions that uh, are coming through. Uh, we've got lots of people saying hello and welcome and uh, saying um, how everything is at the moment. San Diego is currently a gloomy 70 degrees. So um, hopefully that's going to uh, uh, wake up a little bit. So, yeah. We'll talk about that. Uh, we've also got a question from uh, Samantha Beard saying, anyone nervous about RFID badges failing to work outside Hall H? Just me. Mm. We're going to talk about RFID as well. No worries. But well, one thing that we are going to talk about primarily today is off-site events. There is just so much happening at San Diego Comic-Con this year outside of the convention center. CCI are fully embrace- embracing their Comic-Con campus um, uh, approach to the uh, uh, the whole event with pretty much every square centimeter of San Diego pretty much being allocated to Comic-Con. It's just uh, incredible. So we are going to be talking about that. One thing I do want to talk about, and uh, this is where we definitely want to focus on uh, Stephanie, because I know that Alyssa, uh, I don't think you've been to, um, to a um, Nerd HQ event, have you? Mm-hmm. Um, I have. I went to um, Mr. Robot. Right. Last. When was that? was that? That was last year, though. Yeah. Was that last year? Yeah, at the Children's Museum. Oh. In that case, this is where, as somebody who has never been to Nerd HQ, <laughs> this is where I will ask the questions exactly how somebody who wants to know exactly what uh, it's all about. Nerd, okay. Nerd HQ will be taking up residence in the um, new Children's Museum on uh, Convention Way, which is uh, opposite the Grand, uh, so the Manchester uh, Hotel. Um, what is the venue actually like? We'll start with uh, uh, Stephanie. What do you actually? What's the kind of like the layout, as it were? Oh, um, you know, there with the new venue at the Children's Museum. Um, 
there are some good sides and there are some bad, bad sides. I've been going to uh, Nerd HQ since the very first year it started in 2011, so I've seen like every venue they've used. Um, what I like about the Children's Museum is that upstairs there's a kind of a hangout and party space, but then like the panels are like down in the basement and it's kind of hot down there. So I'm hoping this year they have like air conditioners or fans or something. <laughs> um, and there's like no Wi-Fi down there either, so you can't like live tweet. But I think there, I think there's a stream. I've been at Comic-Con every year they've had Nerd HQ, so I haven't had to watch a stream, <laughs> but I think those happen. Um, yeah, this would be the one that's um, partnered with Siemens, I believe. But no, yes, they uh, and, and certainly IGN, I think, are also the, the, the technology partners. Yeah, they stream directly to YouTube. I yeah. can imagine one of the things about no Wi-Fi is, I mean, at the end of the day, the appeal for Nerd HQ is that it's very intimate. It's... Of putting your phones away, yeah. it's a, a one-on-one thing. It's you and <laughs> 250 people. But the problem, yeah, mm-hmm. the problem is, is that they ask you to tweet the event, tweet out the event, and and do the social media thing. So everybody pulls out their phone and is like, oh, I can't get on the web, and they can't get a signal. Yeah, yeah, and I I love to live tweet things. Like uh, live tweeting panels is one of the things that my website does like a lot. Um, and so Nerd HQ is one of the few that we can't do just because it's down in a basement and there's no signal like whatsoever. Um, but uh, eh, people can still enjoy it by live stream, I suppose. So, uh, like I say, it's only 250 people. It's very small and intimate. What was the actual layout of the um, the room? And it, it, is it a kind of like a race eating area? No, it, uh, at the this uh, last year, it was just all flat. Um, and I stood in the back for every panel I went to. I went to the William Shatner one and the Supernatural one. Um, so I didn't have the problem of sitting in a seat where you can't see the stage, but a lot of people have mentioned that that was kind of a problem because it's just flat and it's not uh, risen at all. Like, it's not stadium seating or anything like that. Um, But I always did the standing room in the back, so thankfully I didn't have that problem, but uh, some people did. I missed Park. Uh, Yeah, I did uh, William Shatner and Supernatural. Um... Yeah, and I've done Supernatural every year that they've had it, so I miss Petco Park the most. I think that, that was a good one. Myself, I get really con- not concerned, but it's just really kind of awkward when it comes to thinking about applying for an HQ. Is that it is very much like trying to fire a bullet through the eye of a needle off a back of a moving car because it is just sheer. Out of all of the events at Comic Con, it's sheer numbers. It's 250 seats, 140, 50,000 people in town. Trying to, you know, it's all kind of like uh, very qu- getting hold of these uh, tickets. What's the best method that you find of getting the seats and the tickets for the panels that you want? Teamwork. <laughs> Teamwork always works. Um, well, not always. It's, it gives you a better chance. Um, it's interesting because the very first year I went, um, I rolled into the ticket purchasing thing a few hours afterwards, and nobody quite knew what it was, and I was able to buy my tickets all casually. Like, And now it's become so popular and everyone knows what it is that it is almost as difficult to get tickets for as the convention itself. Um, so it, in five years' time, it's kind of skyrocketed as far as popularity goes. Um, but I always work with people. Like, 
I can't remember how many tickets you can buy at once this year. I, it, usually it's between two and four that you can buy at once. So, like, you have friends, and you try, and if someone gets it, you get to go. <laughs> the other thing that I would suggest is that when you are in the ticket window, don't take no for an answer. Keep refreshing because what happens is tickets uh, bounce in and out of carts. Uh, their servers aren't as robust as CCIs are. And as a consequence, people are not able to finish a transaction and those tickets will bounce back into the general pool. So if you are refreshing, you'll be able to, you may be able to get those tickets. I believe that's how I got some Mr. Robot, the Mr. Robot tickets, was that uh, it, technically it had been sold out for a while, but um, like five minutes, ten minutes after the um, the sale started, uh, some appeared and I got them in and got them bought that quickly. So those that would be my advice. Um, just to keep in mind the technology is not, as robust as CCIs. I know that the I mean the two main questions that I get when people are asking about Nerd HQ is number one who's actually going to be going and number two when are the tickets going to go on sale. Uh, but the first question is very difficult because it's all down to CCI scheduling at this point because it is a true offsite event in that it is being organised away from CCI. It's a third party uh, organisation by the Nerd Machine. They are completely reliant on the schedules that CCI post, which will be happening next week, because then they can start kind of using the talent that's available when they're not going to be at a panel. When it comes to tickets and when they're being sold, last year I seem to remember it was on the weekend before Comic-Con. It was really that kind of last minute. It's very last minute. And, you know, before, not last year, but I think the year before, um, some tickets went on sale during Comic-Con. Um, I, I, because I also used to do the Hannibal one, and that one went on sale, like, Wednesday morning of the convention. <laughs> so it's really hard to predict. And I was, like, on my phone, like, I need a signal, I need these tickets. Like, and I got them, thankfully, front row, woo! But, like, that was stressful, because people are traveling, like... <laughs> Absolutely. I think that the Mr. Robot panel, the only reason why the Mr. Robot panel with Christian Slater and Nathan Fillion happened was because they couldn't, they were too late to get a panel in with um, San Diego Comic-Con. I think ideally they really wanted a panel, um, an official panel, but because the first season and the show took off the way it did, um, they just couldn't, they couldn't do it. So the only panel they did do was the Nerd HQ. They didn't even have t-shirts for sale. They could have sold, you know, 300 t-shirts if they had them. And, uh, so that's that's my take on how they choose people. Uh, is, uh, I'm trying to work out then anything that I can ask about Nerd HQ. I mean, what's the thing that you find most appealing about uh, going sell sell Nerd HQ to me in a couple of sentences? Well, for me, it's the thing that you mentioned where it feels a lot more intimate. There's a very small number of people, um, and also you're guaranteed when you get that ticket where your seat is, so you don't have to, like, camp out overnight or something to get into a large room and be hundreds of feet away from the talent. You have a ticket, you show up in line a few minutes before, um, you get let in, and 
and they're right there on the stage a few feet away from you. And in addition to that, the money that you're spending on the ticket does go to a charitable cause. Like it's uh, so all around, it's a, a great experience. You know, you get a small, close uh, feeling, and the money you're spending goes to Operation Smile. So. Uh, the one panel I saw last year online, and actually I think it was also the year before, uh, Nathan Fillion and uh, Alan Tudyuk came on stage and effectively just turned it into a auction bidding uh, session for, uh, for for Operation Smile. Um, which which panels do you prefer? Do you prefer the ones where it is very much about raising the money, or the ones where there's an actual there's content involved? Because I also saw the um, I think the uh, the panel, there was a, a show, an animation show, um, and the, I think it was Seth Green was on there, and it was uh, it kind of, it was all, it was almost like a Comic-Con panel, it was all about a, a kind of like a, a, a content-led panel, or is, do you prefer the conversations, as it were? I like them all. <laughs> like, I just like the whole experience. Um, I'm very much a content-driven person, but I'm not going to say no if the panel turns into raising money for charity. Like, that's awesome, too. But um, my personal it's preference is I like to learn things. Very slow half-hour strip uh, panel is going to be of interest to you. Is a what? Sorry, I didn't quite hear he, the question. He just slowly takes off his clothes for oh. half an hour. For, for Nathan Fillion? Well, any of them. Sure. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> I'm fine with that. Let's, yeah, sure. Let's do it. <laughs> um, also, when it, you're saying that the uh, the tickets or the seats are allocated, um, you, that means obviously there's no real need to kind of line up for these panels. Can you really show up very last second to get into the panel room? You know, if you're running around the convention like a headless chicken. Uh, a little bit beforehand because they line you up um, outside and then they lead you in row by row. So if you show up at the last minute, um, it might be kind of hard for them to get you into that line. So I don't remember what kind of window they give for you. I think like 15 minutes before, maybe even 30 minutes before. So you do have to be there a little bit early. Um, but it's certainly nothing like, you know, Hall H line or Ballroom 20 line where you're, you know, do I need to bring a sleeping bag? I'm like, no. <laughs> Just show up a little bit beforehand. And if you're too early, there's um, the party space, like, upstairs. You can hang out and have a drink um, and just kind of enjoy your time. So, okay. really great. Well, we'll talk about the, uh, the Nerd HQ party as well in a second. Um, Alyssa, I would I want actually, to, well, I want to sure. ask you a question as well, uh, but you look sure. like you say no. So you say something first, then I'll ask my question. Um, I would actually recommend going to Nerd HQ early. Um, my experience last year, they tried, they tried, and this is the emphasis on tried to use the RFID wristbands. It did not work. They had massive problems. Um, I kind of threw a mini fit and said, my panel is starting in 20 minutes. You've got problems getting me through this massive line. I want to see my panel that I've paid for. Um, let's figure a solution out. And they checked my tickets and, and allowed me in. But I would give them plenty of time to deal with the technology. Yeah, the question I was going to ask was about your situation last year and the wristbands. So that kind of solves that uh, two beds with one stone. Exactly. 
Exactly. So give them time. I know it's hard, but, you know, they're people and they're volunteers. And, you know, when I say I threw a fit, I wasn't, you know, being mean about it. I was just like, listen, my panel is starting. I want to see my panel. <laughs> you know? And they were responsive. I think we've all seen a kind of glint in the eye every once in a while, Alyssa. I think we we can imagine what you're you're like on full tilt. I can yes. imagine you can you could do some damage if required. So maybe <laughs> I'll play coy. She'll bite her corner. That's fantastic. A uh, couple of comments coming in on the Q and A. Uh, Janine Lacaro. Uh, last year I had to go to work late because tickets to Nerd HQ went on sale during the week in the morning. Uh, yes, that's dedication for you. I mean, my personal experience was, um, I think it was it was last year, the uh, celebration of Monty Python, uh, where they did their very last uh, live show uh, in the UK, happened to fall uh, on, uh, I think it was the the Saturday um, afternoon here in the, uh, in the, oh, in the Saturday evening in the UK, Saturday afternoon in the US. And in the cinema, we were watching this live telecast of the very, very last Monty Python live show. And you could spot the Nerd HQ fans because they were the ones that were standing up halfway through the show, going outside to frantically buy the tickets. And then you could tell the ones that had failed because they were coming back and not looking so happy. As they were <laughs> sitting back down at oh, the, the, the Monty Python live show. That was quite amusing. Um, Samantha Beard has uh, put a question in, or put a comment in actually. Tickets are purchased through brownpapertickets.com. Follow the Nerd HQ, uh, sorry, the Nerd Machine on Twitter to keep up with the panel schedule and save, uh, sales schedule. Different batches of panels go on sale at different times. One of the things I found really useful last year was the app that they um, posted out, which was just full of information and, of course, did all the business with the, um, the tickets. Selling. It was kind of like a, a window into buying the tickets as well. Have they updated the app yet? Not that I know of, but I haven't downloaded it, so I'm not sure. Okay, we may need someone who's, if you're watching, if you want to go and check the uh, Nerd HQ app and just let us know, have they updated the app yet? Um, that's something that we are going to be talking about uh, in terms of the CCI app as well. Uh, we're going to be bringing that up with um, a conversation that we're going to be having on Thursday, which we'll talk about very soon indeed. Um We've got a comment as well from uh, Samantha. My favourite year of Nerd HQ was Petco Park, and it was also my first. Definitely a highlight of my con week, though. Um, what I mean, do you feel that it was the ideal location to do at Petco I, Park? I think so. Um, I loved Petco Park because it was stadium seating, so everyone can see it, and um, the the stage was raised. Um, and it was a very large space, cell phone coverage, Wi-Fi. Um, I liked Petco Park as a venue a lot, so I miss it. <laughs> okay. Uh, comment from Janine Lucaro. No, the, the app hasn't been updated, but no doubt that will be uh, just around the corner. Uh, the Nerd HQ app still shows the 2015 uh, info, says Dan Berry. Thank you very much indeed for that update. Um, we did try, and we reached out to Nerd HQ uh, on every level to try and uh, get somebody to join us from uh, the organisation. And uh, as you can imagine, at this point, they are currently still putting things in place, so they were too busy to join us. Um, so we'll keep an eye on it. Uh, do head uh, to all of our Twitter feeds. Uh, no doubt, the moment that uh, Nerd HQ app gets updated, 
we'll all be mentioning it and uh, you'll be able to uh, find out that uh, information. Uh, Carol Hansen, Nerd HQ is very cool. Stephen Amell has recently tweeted that he will do a panel. Have we got um, a list kind of to date of confirmed appearances of Nerd HQ? Because I know there are, well, when I say confirmed, from the talent that have said that they want to do panels. I know Conman will be doing a panel, and Stephen Amell has said that he's going to be doing one. Have we had any more comments about who else is intending to go? Not that I recall. Um, I'm sure somebody has done it. I'm kind of surprised that the blog, um, the SDCC blog, hasn't put together a list yet. If um, somebody who's read in depth can can take a look at that, that would be great. Um, I don't think we have anything on the forum with regards to that either. Right. Okay. I'm gonna have to look into that. Yeah, that would be a that would be a neat thing to to put together. It's always hard though, uh, trying to stay on top of all of these announcements because there's so many people to follow and yeah. so many people that are really really cool and that you want to see and all that sort of stuff. I think the other frustrating thing about this, try and keeping up to date with Nerd HQ uh, panelists at this point, is because like I say, they haven't nailed any of the panel information down because they can't do anything until CCI posts their schedules and at the end of the day you have to follow the person individually to kind mm-hmm. of get that information mm-hmm. a little bit awkward um, Super Cat Chick, uh, any news on a Mr. Robot off-site uh, going back to the uh, Mr. Robot panel that you mentioned, I saw pictures of the one they had at uh, South by Southwest and it looked amazing, as far as I'm aware uh, no word on a Mr. Robot off-site yet that's uh, not what I've uh, heard uh, I would be. Here. I'm looking forward to that one. <laughs> Thank you for mentioning it. I'm, I'm hoping that there'll be a panel in the the convention hall this year. Maybe uh, a ballroom twenty for for Mr. Robot. That would be nice. That'd be cool. I mean, I think uh, the big news this week uh, for I mean certainly for myself has been the fact that uh, Netflix will be coming to Comic Con. Yes. Yay! I'm so happy. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. We kind of um, we had our own little rant about five, four months ago, uh, stating you know, about Netflix and their stubbornness to come to Comic Con. At which point, I did actually have a uh, kind of behind-the-scenes contact get in contact with me, uh, saying that at the end of the day, it's all about money. Uh, Netflix do pile all their cash into the productions, and that's where their money goes. It very rarely goes on actual. Um, promotion outside of the service. They will advertise the service, but kind of really in-depth per program is very rare. So for them to bring Luke Cage to uh, Comic-Con is a big deal. Um, people are obviously excited to find out about any other Netflix shows because there are plenty uh, of uh, Comic-Con-related shows that they could talk about, but uh, this is a great start, and that... Um, that uh, deal, they, the arrangement they've got with uh, Marvel Television to do uh, Luke Cage. I'm very excited to see what that panel is going to be all about. Is that something you're going to try and go and see? Because I know that you're a big uh, fan, Stephanie. Uh, I'm going to try for the Luke Cage one. Um, that is right after the Teen Wolf panel, so I'm really hoping that, like, that empties the room a bit because I know that those fans are very enthusiastic because um, I've been in Volume 20 with Teen Wolf fans before um, and they are a very enthusiastic bunch so I'm hoping that they 
trying to clear some space because I have other things planned that day too, so I might not be able to camp out in the room all day. Okay. We'll see. <laughs> uh, Steve got a whole bunch of other um, uh, comments. Uh, we've got ourselves uh, Samantha Beard with a couple uh, random photo ops and autograph sessions are also announced throughout the week, so it's a good idea to hang out and watch their Twitter account for announcements. Also, twenty dollars per uh, per photo for charity. Always a good uh, good excuse. And uh, she, I mean, so that's the plus column. In the minus column, uh, she mentions that uh, she was at the Shatner panel uh, last year, uh, saw him again at Silicon Valley Comic Con, and he told all the same stories. Aww. I suspect <laughs> when you're William Shatner, you do have a kind of fixed script, as it were, at, at his age. Um, so. It was nice to see him once, at least, though, because he's kind of yeah. one of those uh, legends, so getting in to see the Shatner panel, I can now say I've seen William Shatner. So. I, I have to admit, I am considering um, buying this Shatner VIP ticket for Boston Comic Con just so I can get a picture with uh, me and, and Bill Shatner. Because there are some people, yeah, you gotta yeah. do. Like I have behind me, I have my picture with um, Stan Lee. Like you, some people, you just gotta take that opportunity and see them. Exactly. I've got my I've got my one with Stan Lee already. So that's you know absolutely. But I I I don't have a Stan Lee picture. I only have no no I don't have a. I've got him. He's down here on my banner, but that's as good as it gets. <laughs> It was amazing. <laughs> so, Conan well, tickets. Sorry? Oh, sorry. No, no, go ahead. Okay. Um, let's um, Just a couple more regarding Nerd HQ, just to wrap those up. Uh, Carol Hansen. Nerd HQ could sell a more, lot more tickets, but uh, Zachary Levi does want it to remain a small and intimate experience. I mean, he could. And I think I mentioned this uh, several times, that uh, he could take uh, Nerd HQ to a bigger venue, but at the end of the day... It would just lose, I think, so much. Um, and let's see. Uh, Carol Hansen, uh, Nerd HQ has games, photo booth, places to sit and recharge phones, last-minute photo ops and panels. And um, Janine Lacaro, last year the tickets went, I wanted went on sale six days before. So, Right. Um, you were about to say, Alyssa. Um, I, the Conan. <laughs> Oh. Any word on Conan? <laughs> right. Well, so far, oh, hang on a second. I think I've just had a message from uh, uh, Jennifer. Hopefully she can join us. Bear with me. Um, as far as I'm aware, uh, Conan has only announced a number of the panelists or people that is going to be joining him on the show. Uh, it's probably going to be uh, kind of pared down to the night. So, for example, well, the one uh, group that there is going to be showing up is Suicide Squad. So that's probably going to be one evening. And then that's probably going to be the Saturday, because obviously you've got Suicide Squad in town for the whole H um, experience. And the other one is Silicon Valley. Uh, we have no idea yet of when that could be. Uh, so beyond that, we've had no real news about Conan, certainly when it comes to actually getting hold of the tickets. No one has announced when they're going to go on sale. Right. So we all got nothing. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> but listen, you know exactly when they're going to go on sale or when you <laughs> go out about those. 
It's going to be five minutes after they announce the Star Trek details. Right, of uh, course. I was going to segue into the Star Trek, so it's the same. The same. The only thing that, and somebody brought this up to me. The only thing that's kind of interesting about the Star Trek uh, tickets is that all they've announced are tickets that include airfare um, to this. So that leads me to believe that they haven't they haven't really done the major ticket dump to the fans, the badge holders, yet. I am keeping my eye out, though. Um, I have entered every contest that I am able to. Um, but, yeah, all we've got so far is contests. Like, and I took, I took note of all the contests in the document we've got going on here. I'm going to just read them off real fast. I counted 12 different contests. We have um, Skydance. Uh, hold on, let me... Uh, Skydance, some uh, Vizio, Vizio, which I've entered like 20-something times because you earn points. Um, a few radio stations, one of them is for Canadians only, AMC Theatres, Enterprise Rent-A-Car, Quicken, uh, Loans, something I don't even know how to pronounce, Yo My OMF, I don't know what that is, um, IMAX, uh, another radio station for people in Colorado only, Entertainment Media Group, Omaze Colonel. Um, that's 12 contests, only 10 of which I'm eligible for, because I'm not in Canada or Colorado, but I've entered them all. Um, but I, that's it. That's all we got. <laughs> contests. Well, and not only that, but, I mean, we were talking slightly before, um, uh, sorry, very quickly, I've just had a word from Jennifer. The reason why she didn't join us, uh, she slept in, her alarm didn't go off. Uh, so she's uh, probably going to be, uh, joining us, she has to walk out to her office. We may be joined very shortly. Um... But I'm actually slightly concerned about how many competitions I've seen when it comes to the Star Trek premiere. Also, it, those aren't the only ones I've seen. I've seen a number of credit cards. And oh. um, I think there was also even flight um, people, you know, so airlines. A lot of tickets have been allocated for prize winning, and that concerns me. Because at the end of the day, there's only so many tickets available for attendees. And I think the more they shave into that, the less tickets are going to be available for those people with badges that want to go to this once-in-a-lifetime event. So, But, I mean, looking at this from the business standpoint, I, I would assume that there are some sort of a, a promotion and or, you know, sponsorship for um, CCI that goes along with all of these tickets that they're able to, to, to offer to people. I'm not, I, I don't know how all of that works, but it would make sense to me that, um, that CCI may have approached a lot of these um, corporations to help them pay for the event in the back. Or, I mean, or, or unless it was all studio-driven. I don't know. But that, that may be another reason why we're seeing um, the abundance of, of contests. Yeah. Uh, we also haven't really gotten any details about what the actual event is going to consist of because the original uh, announcement made it sound like it was also going to have uh, the San Diego Symphony Orchestra playing the score along with the film. But we don't know if it's going to be that. We don't know if it's going to be a small performance beforehand. And we also... Clarify this for me as well. Alyssa, you're probably going to be the best one for this. Um, 
have they actually announced what the space is going to be used for beyond that night? Uh, are the San Diego Symphony actually doing concerts on the evening? I haven't heard of anything that that space is going to be used for in addition, you know, after preview night. That's a, that's a very interesting question to me. Um, I think it, it may be, uh, it will be interesting to see what the Thursday schedule, uh, next Thursday schedule says, because if they have that as an additional space, um, that's, that is under CCI's control for panels, that could be very interesting. And it would be in the schedule. So we'll, we'll see, we'll see with regards to that. Okay. Um, Samantha Beard, one thing that may work in fans' favour for Star Trek, uh, the Embarcadero Park venue had standing room seating available at the last concert I was at. There were people, a space for people to sit in the grass, and you could still see the stage. Um, that could be uh, interesting, uh, considering you've got to remember, however, that um, certainly the Embarcadero, uh, I believe it's south, is actually going to be taken up by Connex. Um, so I'm also very curious to see how that's going to work, considering that they have said that the Comex experience is going to be running throughout the duration of the con, including preview night. They've mm. turned down and said there's going to be things happening on an evening. How is that going to affect the sound of the Star Trek premiere? Wow. All this stuff that's happening. Um, very, very... Um, uh, very, at the end of the day, it's all down to CCI. It's all down to when they're going to announce the Star Trek information. I think it's going to be this week. Um, I think we're going to. It's going to be one of the Tukan bits and pieces, which means I think it's, I think it's going to be Tuesday or Wednesday. I'd there love it to be true. I'd love it to be true. Did you see the cover for the um, the event guide? They just published it. No, I haven't. Spock. Very nice. It's it's great. I mean, take a look. I'll put uh, you know, it's the toucan guide, but it, it's your it's classic. Um, it's it's a great picture. Spock's my favorite, so absolutely, I need to that. absolutely. So I, I, they're they're going all in. This is great. I love it as a Trek fan. The symphony will be performing at their venue in downtown San Diego. They've announced for their concerts uh, during Comic Con. So there we go. Oh, oh, look, a new person! We have somebody joining us. Uh, Hello, Jennifer. How are you? Um, I'm one awake. How are you? (laughs) Love it. Love it. Well. I think we might as well uh, introduce you for people who don't know who you are, which, um, considering that when I first started in investigating Comic-Con, you were the, you're probably one of the first names that came up. Um, <laughs> for those people who don't know who you are, who are you and um, what do you do at Comic-Con? Um, my name is Jennifer Muskies. Um I am the defendant in a couple of, well, actually, I think three or four... Um, very high-dollar lawsuits in the city of San Diego as a result of a felonious uh, convict who decided to run his car through a crowded pedestrian area two years ago. If that oh, doesn't give you a hint, I'm the person who runs Zombie Walk. <laughs> Hello! Hi! 
What I was going to start this particular section off with, we're not going to get too much into the legalities of what's happened in previous years, at which point, Jennifer, <laughs> straight into that. There we go. Okay. Um, well, Let's just say it's been very stressful and, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So this year, hi. Hi. <laughs> Welcome back, though. You, your, your event has been missed. Uh, I was at the last event you had um, and was unfortunately right there at that area that where everything happened. Um, so I've missed your events. One last year. They did a very small one. I wasn't at that one. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, had to correct you. Sorry, continue. I wasn't at that one. So for those people who haven't actually seen it, unless you've actually seen, uh, perhaps you've been busy or you've, maybe you've seen it on the, uh, the uh, Fans Hope documentary, what is Zombie Walk? Um, well, it's a bunch of zombies walking around. <laughs> no, it's a bunch of people in cosplay as zombies, zombie hunters, um, you name it, anything zombie related who gather and we kind of take over the gas lamp quarter of San Diego during Comic-Con at a certain point, usually Saturday, um, in the early evening hours between about 5.30, 6 o'clock, we get together um, and we just walk for about a half hour or so and kind of shake things up a little. And it's it's fun because most people don't expect it and we kind of time it to where people are, here's the convention center, everybody's leaving for the evening. We're coming from this way, so you're getting tons of nerds, tons of zombies meeting in the middle, and it gets fun. <laughs> it seems when I've kind of seen it organized, it seemed very flash mob uh, organized. Um, is, is, there, is there method to the madness, or is it more a case of wind it up and watch it go? Um, that's pretty much it. It's meet here at this time and location, and this is where we're walking. And if San Diego Police Department says we can't go this way, we don't go this way. If they say let's go this way, let's go this way. They ask me, hey, do you want to go this way? Sure, you're the boss. So we work with San Diego Police Department as we're walking. And I'm, I apologize for any noise in the background. I do have a kitten who's about 12 weeks old and full of energy right now. So he's just... um. If jumping we, on everything. If you see a kitten just bounce across stuff. your head, that's fine. It may have. <laughs> that's actually what woke me up. <laughs> um, rather than the alarm, <laughs> he decided to jump right on my chest. And, yeah, no. Um, <laughs> so when it comes to actually putting the zombie walk together, is it all you? or I mean, how many yes. people are kind of involved in putting it together? All me. It's always been all me. I have friends that show up and kind of help, you know, deal with things as they arise, but really we don't have anything arise. They just kind of keep an eye on things. But, yeah, it's it's all me. <laughs> I know that sounds completely ridiculous, but, yeah. <laughs> were, you, were you surprised at how fast it grew? Because, I mean, when I started, I mean, I this is my seventh year, so it would be, Year three when I kind of, year three for you when I first started going. And it already was kind of like this, a staple of Comic-Con. It was like one of those things that happened. The very first zombie walk, which actually was, um, I, we just had our anniversary, which is fun. Um, our very first zombie walk was June 30th, 2007. 
And people think, oh, well, how is it your your 10th zombie walk at Comic-Con if you just started it nine years ago? Well, you figure 10 times we've, this will be the 10th time we've done it, so 10th anniversary. But yeah, um, June 30th in Balboa Park, I figured, okay, maybe a couple dozen people will show up. I've done zombie walks in other cities. Cool, it'll be a way for me to meet people. I was new to San Diego at the time. I put an ad, you know, on Craigslist. I mean, Facebook wasn't really a thing. Um, <laughs> it's early 2007 at this point. And I put ads up. And figured, okay, maybe 25, 30 people at most. It ended up being almost 150. <laughs> I was not prepared for that. Um, and then everybody's like, well, Comic-Con's in like a month. Let's do it then. Okay, let's do this again in a month. Cool. And it ended up being about four or 500 people. And we made the front page of the newspaper for Friday of Comic-Con, um, which was the day we were having the walk. And it, I believe... Was I think it was the first, second year that we did, um, because George Romero and Max were doing their joint panel, and it was kind of in honor of, we, the second one we did was, you know, it, that was the big zombie year. That was 2008, so it was like a big, big deal. And 2009 was Zombieland, and they kind of partnered with us to, you know, sponsor the walk. They gave away shirts. They gave us signs to carry. Did all kinds of cool stuff. Advertised the walk everywhere, like, internationally. And it that's when it became huge was that third year was Zombieland. Or, like, fourth year, fifth year, somewhere around there. Like, third year. I don't Ten years, it all, like... <laughs> I, I got to tell you, the legal stuff has been really entertaining to me because I've actually had to... I'm, Oh, just a really good memory. When you have 10 years of zombie walk, and that's your life, and people start asking you really, really specific questions, you're like, I don't know. <laughs> it's all a blur. <laughs> but yeah, like, Zombieland got, in, got involved, and I think that was the year, that was the third year that it really, like, got huge. And I was just like, how is this my life? I, I don't know what happened. <laughs> And we well, got, like, thousands of people. It was just, okay. <laughs> well, I mean, one thing, that one question I wanted to ask you as well, because there was a period, uh, a good three, four years ago, when you kind of were competing against um, the the Walking Dead event at the Petco <laughs> Park. Um, how did that affect the zombie walk? And were, were people getting confused between the two events? How did How did that work? It didn't. Oh. <laughs> um, people thought we're charging now like $70 to be part of the zombie walk the first year. And I was like, no, no, no. We will never charge. That's never going to happen. That's not us. And then people would get mad at them because it wasn't what they expected. They thought, you know, we were doing the zombie walk, not you show up, get some, you know, half-assed zombie makeup slapped on you, and you run through an obstacle course and fall off a car. Um <laughs> Sorry, a friend of mine actually fell off a car and got a concussion. Um, <laughs> that is one of the storied legends of the zombie obstacle course of The Walking Dead. <laughs> um, so, I just, it that first year was just really confusing because we had people showing up ready to run and do the obstacle course and we're like, sorry guys, that's that's across the gas lamp. That's like five blocks that way, go. 
Um, and you're gonna have to pay for it, sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, it got confusing, but we kind of worked it out with Skybound to where they started kind of marketing a little differently to where it wasn't like a zombie-centric thing. It was very Walking Dead, Walking Dead, Walking Dead, rather than, you know, zombies. Um, I know that a, lot, a couple of people that um, I follow actually appreciate the fact that it's shuffling zombies. It's old school. It's not oh, Walking yeah. Dead. It's not running zombies. It's not Day of the Dead. It's not... It's shuffling zombies, which are always the scary ones. Yeah. I At least I like to keep it that way. I mean, we have to go at a certain pace... Uh, a little quicker than I like necessarily because we do have to keep the flow of traffic moving. We have that people criticize any kind of traffic thing with us. I can't go into that too much, but um, that's like my my biggest concern for the last ten years. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, we do trying to keep it slow and creepy, and I want it visually arresting. I don't want people skipping, running, you know having a good old time, I want you to have a good time and be creepy. Because our one of our taglines is people say, well, you know, do I have to pay? Do I have to have a ticket? Do Can I invite my grandmother? Can I bring my dog? And I always tell them the more the scarier. Because honestly, sheer size and moving at that pace, just shuffling and staring at people and dripping blood out of your mouth, it's, it's a sight. And it... it <laughs> sticks with you, you know, as, as you know, you know, you, you see that and it's, wow, okay, what the hell was that? What did I just see? If you don't know Zombie Walk is coming at you, you're just like, oh my goodness, I have to either run or grab my camera and stay here until this passes because this is amazing. So, yeah, the shuffling is a big part of it. Well, I mean, Carol Hansen is uh, jumped in on the Q&A and saying, thank you so much for organizing something at Comic-Con that does not cost a fortune. Uh, Thank you very for much that. <laughs> yeah, I'm all about free, family-friendly, fun, you know, um, relatively safe. I like to keep it safe, but... <laughs> and I'd like to clarify well, a couple things really quick, um, because I know people, we got our first name, Negative comments since announcing on Monday, which I think Deadline Hollywood um, came out with a, an article yesterday, and I apologize for my messy hair again. I just woke up, um, and I just have a ton of hair anyway. Um, I Deadline Hollywood came out with an article yesterday um, talking about you know returning to Z- Zombie Walk returns two years after the tragedy um, to Comic Con. They made an announcement yesterday claiming that we announced the walk on Friday. <laughs> I'm like, Deadline Hollywood, I love you, but. You're like five days too late. I announced this at the beginning of the week. So, we got our yeah, first... I think my post, I, my post went up on Tuesday, I think. It did. It was... Uh, or maybe... Was it Tuesday? I, Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah, somewhere around. Yeah, it was yeah. Tuesday. I announced it Monday evening. Um, like, really quietly. And it's been fairly quiet until yesterday. Yeah. So, last night, we got our first negative comment. And I expected that was going to happen. Um, if anyone goes to our... Facebook page, it's facebook.com slash sdzombiewalk, um, and looks at the event page. I have all the commenting turned off, because it's just me. I don't have the time to moderate that. Um, the amount of negativity that I've had to deal with, um, I did get two death threats uh, early on in this whole thing. Um, I did have to get the police involved. I'm. This is 
ruined my life for two years. The, the actions of a very impatient person. Um, but the negative comment. Um, someone said something to the effect of, so are you going to stop traffic and sit on people's cars again? I, this is what I need to clarify. None of our walkers had anything to do with the incident. The bulk of the walk group was several blocks away by the time this happened. So what people think happened is based on the super sexy news headline to get clicks and views of zombies attacking deaf family and car, which didn't happen. Our zombies were nowhere near the car. You can go on YouTube and look at all these videos. There's a reason the driver got convicted of a felony, had his license taken away, all that fun stuff. Um, so, yeah, the zombie walk had nothing to do with that. Streets are closed when we walk through. Traffic is blocked by police when we walk through. So for anyone that wants to say otherwise... I'm sorry you're misinformed and you get all your information from the media and third and fourth hand knowledge because anyone who participates in Zombie Walk knows streets are blocked when we walk through. Yeah. So it's it's just all a bunch of nonsense. And well, it, it certainly I know that it definitely had um, an effect on you, but I mean the only thing I've got to really ask is obviously it's something worth doing because you're back doing it again this year. So it's it's something to to rise above that criticism and like you say the negativity to actually uh, put the event on? The comments I get from um, parents who have told me over the years that, you know, it's great to see their kids smile and laughing. Um, local San Diego residents who can't get into Comic-Con, they say that Zombie Walk is what they look forward to because it is free. It is something to do. I don't know if you've noticed, you've been going for seven years now. Um, you know, how many off-site events are there now? How many were there when you started? You know, we, yeah. I, I've been told by a few people, and I mean, I take this with a grain of salt, but that Zombie Walk pushed the companies to start going out into the gas lamp and doing things because they realize there's so many people that want to have the Comic-Con experience that still can't get in. And I mean, I don't fault for Comic-Con International for that because you can only have so many people, and it's so crowded in there anyway. You have a capacity. It's 11 hours. Sorry, my computer says it's 11 hours. It's 11 o'clock. Um... <laughs> Um, <laughs> I have executive functionality issues, so my computer has to tell me what time it is every half hour. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, okay, you turned around and said, I, I want to clarify something now. Yes. You turned around and said that um, you're very serious about your zombies, that you prefer them to be shuffling, that it's a visual thing. Yes. So where did the dinosaurs come from? <laughs> what did the dinosaurs? I'm going to show you something really quick, and it may give you a hint. I don't know if you can see. I have a giant Stegosaurus tattooed on my arm. Um, I am a massive dinosaur fanatic. More so than zombies. Dinosaurs are my jam. Have been my entire life and I'm 35 years old. I am obsessed with dinosaurs. I don't know if you've seen on YouTube or floating around the internet those giant 9 foot tall inflatable T-Rex outfits. <laughs> I have one. I ha I've had one since about a year ago. I run around conventions in mine. Um, I run around my street in one. I go to the mall in one. I do nutty things because for a lot of people don't realize I'm autistic. Um, one of the reasons I have executive functionality issues and I need my, my computer to tell me what time it is. Um, 
I, it's hard for me to be myself in public. I have agoraphobia issues, all kinds of stuff, which weirds people out when they hear that because they're like, but you run zombie walk and you speak so well. I'm having a good day today because I went and saw Prince's Purple Rain in a cemetery last night and got to dance with thousands of people, so I'm happy right now. Um, all this week, I couldn't, I couldn't vocally speak. I was, because I was so anxious. Um, my anxiety gets in overdrive and I can't talk. Right now, I'm good. So, um, that's actually why I had to keep putting this off because the last few weeks I've just been, yeah. can't get anything done. Um, so, the dinosaur thing. Um, I wanted to start a T-Rex meetup next year. I was going to spend my time at Comic-Con this year building up hype and networking with the Jurassic Park cosplayers and the people who have the Jurassic Park, you know, vehicles and the guys that run Jurassicon and all that fun stuff and start doing a dino walk next year. Nice. Someone beat me to the punch this year, and it happened to be a friend of a friend, so I hit him up and I said, Roman, check your private messages. Yo, let's do this, because you have it set at the same date and time as Zombie Walk. <laughs> I can't participate if you do that. It wasn't so much dragging people away from the walk. It's, I can't participate if you hold it during Zombie Walk. Please don't do this to me, because I need a really good excuse to dress up in my T-Rex outfit at Comic-Con. <laughs> Not that I need an excuse, but that's an even better excuse. <laughs> So, so what's, the, what's the combination? What's the um, the team up that you've arranged this year? So you're getting an exclusive. Oh. This is a means to an end. Roman and I had a conversation. I told him what my plan was for next year. Um, I don't know if people have seen, but this is very, very likely Zombie Walks last year. Um. Because of the negativity and because of everything that happened, I don't have it in me to do anymore. Um, it's just, it's tainted for me. It's, it ruined it for me and I, I really dislike that because it was my life. And for an autistic person to have something to focus on and be able to be productive and all that fun stuff and that's, that's hard. It's really, really hard. Um, so I thought, okay, well what else do I love? other than zombies. Dinosaurs. Can I still keep doing a fun, family-friendly event for free at Comic-Con? Hell yeah, I can! There's dinosaurs! So, this is the transition. The zombies will be led by the T-Rexes, who will eat anyone who gets in our way so zombies can pass through. And next year, Zombie Walk will become Dino Walk. So I think downtown is going to be very interesting next year. There will not be zombie walk. It will be dino walk. So if you are a Jurassic Park or Jurassic World cosplayer, if you like dinosaurs, if you just want to throw on a dinosaur mask or get really creative and do dinosaur makeup and prosthetics, I would love to see it as someone who does special effects stuff. Please do it. Um, if you want to dress up in a dinosaur onesie, yes, I own one, um, and it does have a tail. Um, if you want to get a T-Rex outfit, they are on sale on spirithalloween.com. Um, if you find, if you find the Flexure Rex, uh, T-Rex walk on Facebook, it, just go to our zombie walk page, we have a link to it. Um, there's a coupon code delivered within the U.S. Unfortunately, they won't ship to you, Leonard. They don't ship outside the U.S. Yeah, I know. Um, I've looked. Yeah. 
Yeah, I I kind of figured you would. <laughs> There's a coupon code that delivered. You can get it for seventy dollars. That's way cheaper than I originally got mine. So, yeah, um, you can get a T-Rex on SpiritHalloween.com right now. Again, go to our page for a coupon code, but yeah. Um, and there's there's a lot of buycostumes.com. I believe they ship internationally. Um, they have them, and they're not super expensive. They're just under $100, but with the coupon code, it ends up being like 60 So, mm. um, so I mean, okay, let's talk about this year then. What's, uh, the best? Where is the best place for people to find out about Zombie Walk? Because you've kind of announced it on the Facebook group as a, a relatively vague time on the Saturday around 6. Where's the best place to go to get the best information about the Zombie Walk this year? Facebook.com slash SDZombieWalk. So our Facebook page. I'm not updating our website because I just don't want to deal with it. Um, Twitter. Our Facebook automatically posts to Twitter. Um, it is at SDZombieWalk. Um, I may post to the Instagram this year. I don't know. Um, <laughs> again, SDZombieWalk. But, yeah, Facebook is definitely the best place. Um that will have all the information. Um, I'm 99% certain we're going to meet at 6 o'clock. Um, I don't have a location picked out yet because there's some logistics involved. And I will announce that by the end of this coming week. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, I know that um, you you have felt that it's been something that has had an intense highs and some really crushing lows. I know it's been a hard road for you. But I just want to let you know that the comments that we're getting in on the Q&A, it's nothing but positivity. Uh, Graham Small sends you all the best. Uh, Michael P, Steph, I feel your pain. Uh, all the support for you. Um, we've got uh, Danbury, Zombie Leader. High five. Thank and, you. And uh, and oh, I think the last one, uh, Graham Small, don't let the bastards get you down. Thanks. I think that's, that's, uh, that's where we can kind of wrap this up on that. But all I can say is all the best for the Zombie Walk for uh, 2016, especially on the anniversary year. I think it's, it's going to be great. Thank you. And you're going to be there, right? I'm going to be wandering around. Um, whether I look like a zombie. No, actually, what am I on about? It's going to be Saturday of Comic-Con. I'm going to look like a zombie. I'm going to need no <laughs> makeup to require art. Um, so, yeah, excellent stuff. Thank you very much indeed for joining us, Jennifer. Perfect. And uh, I mean, you can stick around because we're going to talk about some more of the off-site events. I know that Alyssa wants to talk about sci-fi awesome. and what they've got planned. I, I, re I was reading up on it last night because I was trying to do my homework for uh, for today's show, and um, apparently you need to if you're interested in doing. Um, being part of the audience for the sci-fi um, broadcast episodes, I believe, you, on Thursday and Saturday, you need to sign up on the sci-fi channel. Um, there's an interest form, yeah. and they'll be sending out a notification to everybody. Um, I'm going to try and dig that up. Do you guys know any more information about that? Have you heard anything else? 
Um, I haven't heard anything officially for for um, people, but I've actually reached out to the people that run it, and I got one of those same vague, uh, you know, keep an eye out this week, information coming soon, so I'm hoping that there will be more info, um, but nothing official, so... I, the only thing I, that I know that I kind of did my digging about and found out is they are going to be very insistent about the um, that you have to have a Comic Con badge to attend. Uh, the only thing that they have been vague about is how that's going to implement. Is it something that you uh, pass on your details when you apply for the ticket, so it's done at ticket level, or will you just be shown away from the door if you don't show up with your badge? It's very much it's a Comic Con badge holders thing. It's going to be very awkward. And I think, like uh, Jennifer says, there's not that many events where you can go if you're not a badge holder. I know that Conan, you don't have to be a badge holder. So it would have been, I think, mm -hmm. sci-fi are missing out on that. That It should have been something that could have been open to everybody. I think that that's going to be a, an awkward thing to do. Um, they haven't uh, announced any ta uh, talent yet. They haven't announced anything really for that and uh, I think that's something you're going to be hearing about this week as well. Interest, interestingly enough I was watching uh, Dark Matter and Killjoys last night which they came back <laughs> I love those two shows on sci-fi and they did a couple um, they're doing some promos they they aired a few promos for it apparently they're going to be doing sci-fi is going to be doing shows leading up to um, San Diego and um, and they'll you know, they seem to to, sh to be broadcasting and pushing the two events that they are going to have actually in San Diego for it. So it looks, you know, if they're, they're going to have the media behind them. So it looks like it could be an interesting one to, to really watch. It certainly is one that I'm going to be watching in, in hopes that I'll be able to get in. I would love to uh, do that one day. That's uh, It sounds pretty interesting to me. Um, I don't know anything about any of the um, Con HQ content. Well, that's where I jump in. <laughs> uh, yeah, Comic Con HQ is the one. Well, that's been my personal, um, not fixation, but certainly of interest uh, that um, I've been kind of paying attention to. It's going to be taking part in the uh, kind of promenade um, area. The I think you'd find it at the back of the um, Hilton Bayfront. Um, if you actually go along the promenade of the Bayfront, you'll actually find a kind of uh, a seating area at the back of the hotel. That's where it's going to be. Um, you're going to be featuring uh, a number of the ConHQ guests and presenters, um, including uh, Steve Sargosa from Mostly Harmless, which isn't one of the more popular shows on the uh, uh the service yet, but it's they're, they're all building up uh, reasonable audiences from what I've been told. What's News is certainly the one that has gotten a lot of people's attention, as is for, uh, Film HQ. All of them will be appearing at some point on their live stage. They're also opening up to uh, people who are perhaps having things to promote, such as Zombie Walk, perhaps. Um, yes, uh, there's uh, you can kind of get in contact with them and they will feature you because it is going to be a fully live-streamed setup from midday through to about 6 o'clock. It's six hours of continuous content. So it is, and then, of course, in the evening, they are going to be doing the uh, Herb Universe um, uh, fashion show, and they are going to be live-streaming the Eisners, 
Now, I know that Alyssa uh, wanted to talk about this one very quickly as well, because the Eisners is something we've talked about a lot on this show. It's something that I have encouraged people to go and see. If you can't go and see it this year, you can see it live anyway, because they're live streaming it on Comic-Con HQ. But here's the reason why I think you need to be in the room. John Barrowman's hosting it. And finally, <laughs> you put that man in front of a microphone, and shit gets real. It's going to be awesome. It's, it's going to be awesome. Because John, Bar- John Barrowman can rock a room. It's going to be brilliant. So, yeah, he's going to be the, the main guy who's going to be doing it there. I mean, Jonathan Ross can shock a crowd. John Barrowman can get his cock out. Oh. Anyway, anyway, moving on. Uh, <laughs> Children might be watching. <laughs> I do apologise. But it's John Barrowman. He can do this stuff. True. He, he, John Barrowman is not safe for work in general. Like. He has been known. Anyway, moving on. Is there any word that we may be able to watch it um, after after the convention? I think, yeah. They, I, I suspect yeah. what they're going to do is um, they're going to take the footage and make an hour show, you know, very much like they've done with the highlight show that is currently on the Comic-Con HQ um, uh, setup. At the moment, they are continuing to add content. Uh, Con Man uh, Season 1 went up this week, and uh, obviously once uh, this convention is out of the way and they've finished the production for Season 2, that's going to go up on Comic-Con HQ. It's all about rolling content, and they will strip mine what gets and what happens at Comic-Con this year for content down the line, and the Eisners will be certainly one of those things that they're going to do. Um, it's going to be an interesting uh, setup, and I'm, I'm for one, I'm going to be popping by just to see exactly what they're going to get up to, because um, it's, it's there. It's not... It's kind of like... Over the over the the top of the uh, the hotel, so it's looking down on everything. It's not going to be something that you're going to. You have to actively search for it, I suspect. So I was kind of hoping it was going to be on the grass section outside of the hotel, so you could actually pass it. So it would be something that you would see as you were passing. It's going to be more something you're going to have to actively look for. So um, keep your eyes open for that. You can go to uh, various sites, including an Englishman in San Diego.com, where it does have all the details for Comic-Con HQ. What about this um, Game of Thrones and Walking Dead? I'm hearing something about the Abigail uh, the, uh, from Fear of the Walking the Dead. Boat. Yeah, uh, that's going to, you know, I don't know exactly where it's going to be, but probably the same area where they always uh, put boats <laughs> that, are, that have the thing right behind the convention center on to be honest, I haven't kept up with Fear the Walking Dead, so I don't know exactly what the Abigail is. I feel that. Um, but that that sounds interesting, and they're going to be apparently doing autographs on it, like cast autographs. I don't know what day, but oh, apparently the cast is going to be doing autographs on the boat. Uh, I don't know when, though. I don't think they're going to be sitting there the whole convention doing autographs. <laughs> but... <laughs> Well, I imagine they have a panel. Well, and and they must be having a panel, too, if they're going to be bringing the Abigail in, too. Yeah, I think both Walking Dead and Fear the Walking Dead are having a panel on that Friday in Hall H. But I don't, you know, with the schedule not out yet, it's all... And again, have you heard anything about a Game of Thrones off-site? 
I have not, um, which surprises me because they almost always do something, don't they? Right. There's always kinda... there's been stuff where you can kind of sit on the throne, and um, I think there's it. Yeah, I'm I'm surprised that we haven't heard anything yet because this has been it's been the season, a capital T, capital S. Um, <laughs> It's been the one that has just blown everyone away. I mean, the one thing about uh, Game of Thrones oh, for previous seasons is that people have been... There's always been the two or three brilliant episodes and then a lot of filler. Not That's this because they were saving money for the Battle of the Bastards episode this season. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's, that's my theory. Why, why spend money when you can have that? Which that episode, best episode, I've got to say. That is my favorite episode of the show so far. But anyway. <laughs> you're not the only, you're not only people to say it. It really has been an incredible season. And it'd be curious. I mean, we've obviously, we have heard that uh, Game of Thrones are coming to uh, Comic-Con with that panel. So I'd be very surprised if they don't do a uh, an off-site for it, especially when it comes to uh, that kind of thing. I mean, we've got here... Um, the Hall of Faces is returning for... Com- uh, oh, right. Samantha Beard is saying the Hall of Faces is returning for Game of Thrones. Not sure about a location yet, but it has been across from the Omni Hotel right next to the Harbour. You're absolutely right. It, uh, Samantha Beard is I, very helpful. Yeah, <laughs> she knows everything. As was, as was Michael. He, he, he confirmed Santa, Samantha B that, we are, that we, they have announced uh, GOT off-site. Oh, good, good. She needs to be on this show. I like her. <laughs> Has anyone heard anything about the Harley Quinn thing where they're going to allegedly be doing tattoos? This is that off the back be. of the Suicide Squad. Um, yeah, off-site. Hard Rock, right? But then again, there's a whole yeah. bunch of them. Um, I suspect that's just going to be... A not temp, uh, uh, sorry, a temporary tattoo setup. Were those kind of they did they did regular tattoos for the Game of Thrones thing a couple years ago. So I don't know. Really? Yeah, Game I of Thrones was doing real tattoos two years ago. Oh my gosh. Yeah, which I sadly did not get one. That's why I was like, hey, I'll go get a Harley Quinn like Suicide Squad tattoo because that's the only thing in the new Fifty Two that I kept up with. So. I, I've been hearing rumors. I didn't. You have to look into this uh, because I do know that. Uh, I mean, they've been. You, the one thing that we have um, heard about is the uh, somewhere in I can't remember which location. I think it's the Hard Rock. They're doing a escape from the prison kind of uh, um, off-site feature, but actually t- doing the tattoos. Hmm. Yeah. But um, I, I think we'll have to uh, look around for that very, very quickly. I don't know if anyone's... Hard, Hard Rock, I think, is doing, like, a lot of Suicide Squad stuff, I think. I don't know all the details, but basically, you know, how Hard Rock Hotel was all Walking Dead last year, I feel like it's all going to be Suicide Squad this year. I'm going to wander through that hotel lobby just to see it, because that sounds <laughs> like it's going to be pretty, pretty epic. And Hard Rock Hotel always just goes all out with their decorations. Like, it's worth just wandering through. I don't know if the tattoo thing's going to be part of that, though. 
I don't have yeah, a list I'm, of I'm all the things. The, I'm reading the release. I, I dialed it up, which I got sent. Um, it's going to be uh, at the Hard Rock Hotel. A portion of the building is going to be transformed into the Belle Reve Penitentiary. Um, the immersive experience will also include the Harley Quinn-themed tattoo parlor. Harley ah, Quinn there you go. So, as long as they don't have the way that she did the tattoos, you know, the actress, Margot Robbie, considering she misspelt most of them. So, you know. <laughs> and not only that, but I, she said she was practicing. Uh, who knows? You may even have Margot Robbie show up one time just to misspell okay a tattoo for you. I, I will take a misspelled tattoo from Margot Robbie. I, I would. I don't care. Totally. Excellent. And if it's someone else, there's always cover-ups. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> There'd be a story behind your misspelled tattoos. Like, yes, it's misspelled, but let me tell you a story. Come on in. <laughs> I have a very low pain threshold. I don't think I could do tattoos. Someone I've been wanting to get cry. a tattoo for a while, so <laughs> it might be a good excuse. Do it. Just okay. say Margot yeah. Robbie held you down and, and threatened you at gunpoint or baseball bat. <laughs> it's legit. Doesn't have to, she doesn't have to promise to give me a tattoo for that. Um, <laughs> okay, um, the one last thing that I wanted to very quickly bring up then is the uh, Connex um, feature because um, I know that several people have been asking me about it and what it's going to be in terms of how you can actually attend. Do you have to be a badge holder? Um, at this point, no details have been passed on. The only thing that we do know that it's going to be a staged event that's going to take place at the Embarcadero um, Stage North, I believe. Um, I, I, I think it's North. I think it's the North one. Um, it is uh, basically going to be a fenced-off area. So it's, uh, from what I've been told, it's going to be in and out so they can control numbers. But it is going to be somewhere which they described as an oasis um, in Comic-Con, so it's somewhere you can go and relax, there's going to be seating areas, go grass areas, so you can go and uh, chill out, something to eat, something's calm down, entertainment and um, things happening up on the stage, but that's going to be organised by Entertainment Weekly, so you may be seeing a number of their talent and appearances happening there as well. Um, but at this point, we've got no details in terms of whether you actually have to be a badge holder to attend, so that's something that uh, I'm curious about as well, because it is a major feature that's going to take up that large space of uh, the, 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 the park at the back of the convention centre. Right. Um, anything else that we want to bring up, guys? Alyssa? Not for off-sites. I do have the re some of the regularly featured, weekly features that we do. Um, if you want to get into the wrapping up stage... Okay, well, I'll tell you what then, we'll do that and uh, we'll kind of uh, we'll say thank you very much indeed to uh, Jennifer jo for joining us. We'll let you either yeah, either get back to bed or deal with kittens. I saw a kitten very briefly. <laughs> I did see kitten. Yeah. Um, where can people find you online and where can people find out about the zombie walk? They can find zombie walk online at SDZombieWalk on Twitter. Uh, they can find... Zombie Walk on Facebook at facebook.com slash sdzombiewalk or just Google Facebook Zombie Walk San Diego and we'll be there. Or just Google Zombie Walk San Diego, we'll be there. Um, Comic-Con Zombie Walk and don't look at the news stories. You'll find us. 
Possibly a good idea. Good point. Thank you very much indeed for joining, Jennifer. And uh, Stephanie, uh, where can people find you online? Uh, you can find my website um, at thegeekyerie.com um, on pretty much all social media. will be The Geek um, Me personally, you can find me on Twitter at angel underscore kink. Um, that's me personally. Excellent. And uh, let's do our weekly uh, bits and pieces then. Alyssa, uh, go for it. First thing, SDCC fit people, keep it up, finish strong, do it, plan it. Make your workouts. I actually did my workout today for the first time in like days and days and days. So please make it, you know, just make it, build it into your schedules. Um, things to do for con. I wanted to just, as Angel K mentioned earlier, and you're welcome to jump in, of little bits and pieces that people are doing at this point. I am going over my electronics. Um, I'm making sure that my batter, my batteries and my battery packs work. I'm making sure I've got my cables. Um, I'm making update, trying to update my apps. I'm downloading all of the movies that I've got on digital and loading them onto my iPad because I like entertainment when I'm flying. Um, those sorts of things. So uh, it started on that now before you get frantic because um, it's going to be here before you know it. Uh, the other thing is the upcoming week in television. We've got uh, primarily, there's a lot of Olympic trials going on at this point. Um, if you're not interested in that, there's also some marathons. The AMC has got um, Walking Dead uh, season marathon going on. Uh, we've got Tyrant, which is a, sh a show on FX, is uh, doing its season premiere for its third season this, this week, which is a highly recommended show. Um, we've also got the season one marathon of Mr. Robot happening. Uh, this week we say goodbye to the MacGyver of Doctors, uh, Royal Pains, which if you like some light comedy, that's a, a fun show to watch. Um, and just a, a shout out to continue watching Preacher, uh, Dark Matter and Killjoys, uh, Last Ship. They're, they're all, in my opinion, great, um, and that, that is pretty much your week in upcoming television. Excellent stuff. Okay, let's do uh, the final comments and bits and pieces when it comes to uh, the Q&A. Uh, thank you very much indeed to everybody who uh, put a question and a comment in. If I didn't get around to you, I apologize. But thank you very much indeed for interacting. It's been uh, great to have you join us. Uh, Carol Henson, uh, I'm a Nerd HQ volunteer this year, so hopefully I will have a lot more info about it for next year. If you are volunteering at Nerd HQ, all the best. Uh, Swag Collector, totally inappropriate, but I wish Netflix would bring House of Cards. That would be cool. I'd have no problem with that. Considering how relevant House of Cards is at the moment, I think that is not so <laughs> off. I don't think it's entirely off the map. At the moment, um, so Awkward. yeah. Um, just to back, to back up into the House of Cards, um, there's that there's a TV show Brain Dead about the insects that eat the brains of all of the Washington politicians, which is absolutely hilarious. If you get a chance to watch that one, <laughs> it's just so uh, appropriate. <laughs> um, Moving on. Okay. I mean, we could go into Brit Britax if you want, Leonard. <laughs> oh, no. 
We are not worried <laughs> about, about that. We are <laughs> moving on from that particular subject. Um, Michael Leventhal, in a letter with badges that we received, it mentioned that you could be randomly stopped to verify your badge. You'd think that they would do that in the morning where people are trying to get you into Hall H or the show floor, causing you to lose a closer spot or an exclusive. It's a good point. We have yet to really kind of get exactly how the um, the badges are going to work this year. That, I suspect, will not be this week. It will be the week after. Uh, I think the closer that we get to the con, that's when you're going to hear about how they're actually going to do the RFID so people can't work out and how to negotiate. If I may, it, it is one of the questions that I'm hoping that we can get um, a comment on by Mr. Glanzer, um, who we will be airing an episode um, I'm going to let Leonard take it because he can give the specifics about when we will be interviewing David Glanzer. Yep, I was, I was going to get to, I was going to get there. I'm sorry. I'm I, sorry. I wasn't going to get to the definition of forgetting to talk about that bit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, yes, it is something that we're going to be bringing up. Um, we've also got. Um, don't forget the Nerdist activities at Petco Park as well. I'm excited to uh, see some of the uh, MST3 gang, uh, 3K gang. You're absolutely right. Uh, she also says, I would love to be on your show. Samantha, <laughs> we may just have Yay. to take you up on that. So there we go. I like whoever this Samantha person is. She's very knowledgeable. <laughs> she knows stuff, doesn't I'm going to find her on Twitter. <laughs> um, and uh, for uh, Graham Small, uh, Fear the Walking Dead is going to be Hall H uh, midday on uh, f the Friday. Uh, the Walking Dead is Friday at 1. Uh, let's see what else we've got. Uh, so, Samantha also just wanted to say that she doesn't mean to sound inappreciative about William Shatner earlier. Uh, she just thought it was funny that the guy loves his horses and his motorcycles, and that's all he wants to talk about. Fair <laughs> enough. That's all about that. Okay. Right. Uh, thank you very much indeed to all the comments on the Q&A. This is where we're going to be definitely asking for those comments and those in that interactivity on Thursday. We're going to be talking to David Glanzer. He's the Director of Media and Public Relations for San Diego Comic-Con. Basically, when you hear something about San Diego Comic-Con, it's coming from his office. He is the voice of Comic-Con International. Um, he's going to be joining us for an hour or so, and uh, that's going to be on Thursday, Thursday the 7th. Uh, it's going to be a slightly different time to our usual uh, Talking Comic-Con shows because to accommodate David's uh, timetable, which I, you can imagine at this point, he is very, very busy. He's going to be joining us from 9 a.m. Pacific, midday Eastern, 6, uh, 5 p.m. GMT, so an hour earlier than our usual shows. Between now and Thursday, get in your questions. Let us know what you would like to ask of David Glanzer, the official voice of Comic-Con International. You can either tweet me at EnglishmanSDCC or you can use the comments of any of the uh, social medias, any way you can get in contact with us. Any questions that you want to put to David Glanzer, we would love to hear from them. Uh, like I say, we're going to be live so you can watch the show. Uh, the Hangout is uh, going to be the pinned tweet at the uh, top of my feed after this show has gone uh, off air. Uh, so please do join us. It's 9am, so first thing in the morning, 12 midday, so your lunch break, or 5pm of the day. It nicely sits in, so you can watch us talk to David Glanzer from Comic-Con. That's on Thursday the 7th. <laughs> Looking forward to that. Right, 
We're back again next week, and next week we are talking schedules. Like I say, the uh, schedules will officially be coming out from Comic-Con two weeks prior to each day. So the Friday of Comic-Con will be released this Friday. The Saturday of Comic-Con will be released this coming Saturday, which means, more than likely, the Sunday schedules will come out just as we're live. Wonderful. Uh, so the timing, it usually, that's how the timing usually works. It's, usually, it's a lot of fun. You get a very instant uh, reaction to the schedules. But that's what we're going to be talking about. We're going to be talking about the obvious clashes. We're going to be talking about the hidden gems, those uh, little small panels that you may not spot in the, uh, the, 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 the massive amount of information that's going to be coming up. But we're going to be taking apart the schedules next week. So do join us. Uh, that's 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. GMT next week. From Alyssa, from Jennifer, and from Stephanie. Thank you very much indeed for joining us. Do take care and enjoy the rest of your weekend. From us to you, we'll hopefully see you on Thursday where we talk to David Glanzer. Take care. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye. 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 <laughs>